The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> chill, chill. So we're good. All right. Well, then this is the Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. And we have a super fun guest with us today who is hopefully going to explain to me a little bit about the desire of the pageantry world, because as a young girl, my mother quite frequently asked me to be like in a junior's pageant thing. Really? Yes. I had no idea. This is fun. Yes. My mother has asked me to do um pageantry go on the bachelor what other types of embarrassing things that would would be embarrassing for me like I am not a performer like in front of people right um and I also am not competitive so there's these ridiculous things where she (laughs) wanted me to be all of the things I'm not. So anyway, maybe this guest that we have today can help explain it to me so that I can have a better, like a different understanding um, other than just be resentful. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to welcome founder of The Revamp and Miss Voluptuous Michigan, Amanda Sweet. Hello. Hello. Thank you both so, so much. That's so funny. Oh no. Thank you for joining us first and foremost. Second of all, I really do want to talk about the pageantry, but I also want to talk about the revamp too. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk so about which one, which one do you want to go out go with first? <laughs> well, I would love to share my reasoning because as a 32 year old plus size woman, it is a little outlandish that I'm doing a pageant for the first time ever in my life now. And I asked myself the same question, like what the heck did I do? <laughs> By signing up for this pageant, but I think but you won though, right? So I got is that based title. So this is kind of okay. one of those pageants. There's a lot of different kinds of pageants that I'm learning. I don't know anything about pageants. This is my first one. But oh, I'm okay. Like, yeah. That's gonna be my next question. Like, did you grow up being like mm, nope, never one day? <laughs> I think we have opposite situations, Nicole. My mom was not ever pushing me to do any extracurricular activities. So I'm always like, (laughs) I was like, I wish my mom would have put me in dance or I wish my mom would have told me to do pageants and she didn't. I love, Well, I was already doing piano and art classes. Yeah. See, (laughs) there's four of us growing up and she was just like, anything out of the house is going to cost money. My dad was like, it's too expensive. Like if you want to do it, you got to get a job. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. I mean, my grandparents ended up paying for my, uh, extracurriculars. And at one point I had to narrow it down to just one thing because also, yes, anything outside of home costs money and their time, which they didn't have a lot of. And, um, I come from a divorced family. So it was always an argument about who's paying for what and stuff. So I get you. I mean, I, the reason I I want to clarify that is because if people didn't know that it would just sound like I was a typical privileged white girl background. And they're like, of course your mother wanted you in pageants. No, I think <laughs> the, the difference for me is that I, you know, I, guilty pleasure. I love watching the pageant shows, 
but like, I've done a lot of modeling throughout my life. I love theater. I love performing. I love being on stage and talking crap and just talking (laughs) and, and my friends were like, you should totally do this. Why not? And I think it is a bucket list thing for me, but as I was kind of mentioning before, it's kind of becoming this opportunity for me to activate my passions and help spread the word about other businesses and people in Michigan. So it started out as something like, oh, I've never done this before. Let's see what happens. Cause you shoot your shot and maybe you get it. Maybe you don't. And now it's like, okay, now you have it. What are you going to do with it? So for me, it's really quickly becoming, how can I connect with more people, activate the community and live out my platform, which is party with a purpose, which ties into the revamp very, very seamlessly. I mean, it sounds like your life is just coming together at a girl. It's just <laughs> working. I don't know. It wasn't working three weeks ago. And now <laughs> it is, I, you know, I was like, what the heck am I doing with my life? I don't have any direction. I have no nothing to do. And now I've constantly got stuff to do, which is great. So yeah, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. That well, retrograde really helped you out. <laughs> it kicked me in the ass first, but now <laughs> Now we're on the other side of it, which is great. There's another side to it, but yeah, that retrograde was real. A real one. <laughs> well, because everything, it was everything was making us, uh, I don't know, go the wrong way or things were spinning opposite ways or I don't know. Everything was, it was all rough. It was all it was harder than it, it needed to rough. be. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a very super emotional person, but I was crying a lot. I hit my normal year quota in like a week. Oh, wow. I know. I know my, my quota is like three, maybe, maybe, maybe every six months, three yeah. this last year, it's been like three every day. <laughs> it's fine. This is new. We're just going to adjust. This is new. This is new. We just have to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm at, you know, so but yeah, yeah, it's a good time. So the pageant thing, it's just kind of a culmination of all of the things that I've been doing, just packaged into one pretty clean. So how, how did you get into the pageant? Like, how did this even, co- yeah. cause you, like, where, where did it start? Were you just tapped on the shoulder and they're like, bitch, it's you. Or you were like, I'm so, here. honestly, I was like going through the retrograde and I was like, what am I doing <laughs> I don't oh, know. One of those. I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. And I'm just like, furiously, <sighs> who am <That's> I? <laughs> what is my path in life? What am I doing? I'm in my thirties. It's time. Really? Yeah, it's time. Like, what is wrong with me? But I came across, so I would, you know, I always Google stuff like plus size model, plus size photographer events. Cause we all know the world loves niches. So I'm like, if I have to fill one, it's definitely going to be plus size. Cause that's easy. Um, so I was just Googling random stuff and the Miss Voluptuous pageant popped up and I was like, click, <laughs> boop, don't mind if I knew. I just poked around and there was an application and it was easy. So I was just like, you know, there's smoke coming out of my keys and, you know, I'm just typing away and I was just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> tomorrow like we'll figure it out and then I'm just going with it I'm just going with the flow you know it just gotta be like water so I mean I feel like at that point you were in retrograde too so it was like probably one of the one thing that went right it was smooth and it made sense and you're like I'm just gonna fucking complete all this right now it's yeah, fine it's actually exactly. I have control over this exactly <laughs> do absolutely nothing else but do this application and see what happens and this is working you know <laughs> see, 
like if you're thinking about it, anybody out there, if you're thinking about like doing a scholarship, doing a project, doing like applying for something, like just do it. Cause right. realistically, most people get stopped at the paperwork or the application and they just don't finish it. And so they don't get it. In reality, maybe I was the only one that applied for Michigan. I doubt that very much. Don't do that to yourself. (laughs) I'm just saying like, in reality, like I finished the task, which is a hard part of the task is finishing. Yeah. Yeah, The follow through. I think, yeah, people do, I I guess, get concerned about rejection or that it's going to say, or somebody's going to say no, or you're not going to qualify or whatever. But to your point, I mean, how you don't even know that until you actually submit something. And I've submitted plenty of things that I got rejected from. So I was like, well, so I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? They say, no. Okay. You're in the same place you're in when you started. Exactly. But I got practice selling myself on it. There you go. And you know what? Not good at it. Wasn't good at it for a long time. Still not. I actually, I lie. I'm really good at selling myself now because I had to learn and I was like afraid to do it. So yeah, good point. It's not easy to like, especially when you're in that mental space where you're like, what the heck am I doing? (laughs) And you're forced to do this task. It's very like, who are you? What are you for? (laughs) I was like, how ironic that these are the questions that I'm being asked right now. Because I have no idea. I'm just going to make all this up. Fuck it. (laughs) It feels like I'm making it up, but looking back on it, I'm like, this is all true. I, you know, so it's just, it, it was so, one of those things, but it doesn't sound like you had to actually like go on a stage or did, or was it all zoom or like, what was the, so this, part yeah, what's all, next? Yeah. This part was all application process. So I had to do a couple applications to get to this part. They liked my application. They approved it. They crowned me Miss Voluptuous Michigan. So there are pageants that are like that, where you get a title and then you go to international competition. So that's what's next for me. So in April, I'm going to Nashville, Tennessee to compete for the international title with amazing- On stage. Yes, on stage with beautiful women from around the world. There's people from everywhere. That's so fucking cool. I know. I'm like, you know, even if like when I win, I'm I'm (laughs) manifesting that. When I win, it's going to be amazing, but like- no matter what I'm winning because I get to meet all of these cool people. And now I can be like, right. Go to Guam and know Miss Voluptuous Guam or know Miss Voluptuous Wales and just be like, Hey girl, I'm in Wales. What's up? Holy shit. <laughs> That's like the craziest concept to me. Like you're going to be internationally capable at that point. You're going to have friends in places where you're no longer going to be stuck with, you know, touristy bullshit. Like you're yes. actually in now going to be involved with people, which is so exciting. I love it. Oh, and then you get to like spread the word. Yeah. I'll bring you all in. Like if you guys yeah, Guam or Wales or, you know, <laughs> Australia, I'll just be like, hey, this voluptuous Australia. I'm we've, sure signed me some, up. we've had some guests on the podcast from other countries too, who've been like, yeah, if you want to come, just come stay with me. And I'm like, okay, do it. Yeah. I'm telling you do it. Cause we met. So this is a very fun story. We were, we lived in Texas for the last couple of years, my husband and I, and we went to this party in Austin at this Airbnb. It was, we didn't know anybody. It was just random, very, very random. The DJ just so happened to be from Poland, but he was hitchhiking from Poland to America to meet Snoop Dogg. Like this was his mission. <laughs> Let that sink in. He, he, where were you again? I'm sorry. I had to, I, 
we were we were in texas okay you were in texas we lived in texas the last four years. yeah okay so we were at airbnb in austin because we were just Mm -hmm. traveling we didn't know anyone new year's we're in austin at an airbnb they throw a party because it's new year's they're like are you okay with that we're like yeah hell yeah let's let's fucking party so we're partying with these strangers in our airbnb and the dj is a hitchhiker from poland okay yeah that's what i thought just meet snoop dog that's what i thought i thought it started in texas and then i was like he's been hitchhiking to america and then i was like is he hitchhiking? okay this is nuts this is nuts already yes he boat hiked he hopped he reached out wait a minute on the docks and was like where are you headed can i come with you and they said yes okay so that's like that's what i was thinking i'm like there's no way this man yeah hitched a ride to the states he did okay but he fucking did he He absolutely did he did like i'm so curious like i want to know this person a white man can do can i just say that a hundred percent i talked to him about it not wrong yeah you're absolutely right he's like a girl can never do this He's like, I, no. he's, I have a lot of privilege that I'm able to move through the world and people trust me. <laughs> and he ended up staying with us for a weekend. <laughs> yes, he sucked you he in. Sucked <laughs> in. He sucked us in. So we lived like four hours from where we were here, staying in the Airbnb. And we were just like, just throwing it out there at the party. Like, if you ever find yourself in the Dallas area, call us. <sighs> he's a hitchhiker he's a perfect he hitchhiked from continents yes he is a professional hitchhiker you think he's not gonna hit you up (laughs) he called us like a week later on facebook messenger and was like i'm in dallas was your husband like oh fuck (laughs) at first yes he was like we do but then you know i was like you know what like he was a cool guy. You can, we can both work from home. We don't have to make it weird. Like let's stay, let him stay for a couple nights. We cooked up, you know, a whole bunch of food. We did a photo shoot for him and we like took a photo. Sh- like I do photography too. So we made this like mural, this like hitch to Snoop and like did a photo shoot <laughs> under this like uh, highway bridge. Oh my God. Ever- so did cool. he ever meet? Snoop? He did. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we met him later that year, which is crazy like it's crazy it's craziness to think how this man you write down your goals you're very clear about them (sighs) and they will happen i mean as long as you're the right demographic anything's possible i guess but like he 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 was calling us on our offer you know so if yeah like hey if you're if you find yourself in town come hit me up like do it Cause this guy did it and he did it from Poland all the way to California. And then he was in Canada for a while. I think he's like working on a cruise ship now, which I'm like, I was going to say, where is he? Do we know yeah. where he's at now? Is he professionally so hitchhiking he, somewhere yeah. else? So is he on like a, Dutch. one of those container ships somewhere say, like randomly? He just sends them random, like uh, map pins, you know, like Apple map he'll pins. Hear, like he'll, he'll hit up my husband and he'll be like, Oh, I'm here now. I'm in Mexico now, or I'm in Canada now, or. So they still talk all the time. I'm like, oh my god! Well, I'm glad your husband got a friend out of it. Oh yeah, they they like they made a song together while they were here. Oh, like, it was so funny. Two like, best friends. The most random shit in the world. But like, he called us on our offer, and like, we couldn't retract because <laughs> he was already there. You know. So like, if anybody ever is like, when you're in town or if you're ever in the country, yeah, call me. Call him. 
Yeah. You never know. You might meet Snoop Dogg. Well, and you don't have to make a huge commitment. Yeah. You can just stay one night. And if it's weird, you move on. Right. <laughs> but I have more questions yeah. about the the pageantry qualifications. Totally. Because you're saying that you went through several application processes. Mm-hmm. Process I. <laughs> and um during that are they asking you like you have to be certain measurements or certain sizes or like what does like what does voluptuous I guess mean to you and then what does it mean in this application process yeah so to me I feel like voluptuous is very it's subjective it depends Mm -hmm. I I definitely feel like a voluptuous person. I don't necessarily feel like I fit into the plus size world, quote unquote, and the new, what they're calling on TikTok, the youngins are calling midsize group, which is like 14, yeah. 12 to 16 or something like that. Which oh, I, I thought, that. I yeah. thought midsize was like eight like, to 14, something like that. Eight, like, you know, the plus size world apparently really hates that, which I'm like, why? Just let them have their thing, you know? Let yeah, them, because everybody had their thing, but I do, I do understand that they're like, they're trying to push us out even further. I don't want to get into the. Oh politics. no, like, I can understand no. though. I no, that's that's totally understandable. I can understand where it's like, wait, you're creating another group to put us even further away from from the standard. The, the standard. Exactly. From the, traditional norm exactly exactly but no, I can I can see where that could rub some you know rub some people the wrong way but yeah you know I'm just like if it makes you happy do it yeah in the process if you're not like like, naming anybody you're not your label you don't have to live that label if you don't want it exactly I've never once referred to myself as (laughs) mid-size I generally wear like a size eight. Yeah. Right. Eight, 10 or somewhere in that range. And I would never be like, I'm in the midsize category. <laughs> I never, I mean, I was I like thicker. Yeah. Like when I was thicker, when I was younger, I was just like thick. <laughs> like, just thick. I wish that term was around because when I was younger, I've always been on the Oh, I'm 36. Side. I'm older than you. Trust me. They were, they were calling me like, pH fat like oh you're you're not yeah. fat you're pH fat you got big yep. like I'm like yep and I was walking around as like 11 year old be like I'm big boned like what the yeah. <laughs> I you know but for the pageant itself you have to be over a size 10 so that's how they're labeling it and they're saying anything under a size 10 you did not qualify for this particular pageant which is fair. All pageants have their requirements. Yeah. Miss Michigan, you age out at 24 is what I'm hearing. Like, so this pageant, yeah, they have like a, a, how at 24 are you like, I'm sorry. I'm totally just, you're not a full human at 24, but okay. No, but they have like Miss <laughs> Michigan junior. I think, I don't know what the age there's in, there's an older one too. So yeah, there's a lot of Miss Michigans, but it's like, it's like Miss junior miss michigan ms michigan yes. like m at yeah so like yes. there's different age brackets mm-hmm. so technically i'm in the ms category yeah so i'm miss voluptuous michigan ms sure here to throw the ms on. i don't know i've just yeah. been go- rocking with it you know as you for- can tell though md 
I know these things because, you know, there was a lot of research. There was a lot of research when I was a child about this, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Well versed in the pageant world, but you know, that's what, that's why I'm doing something so I can learn. I'm not that well versed. It's just, I would come up with enough reasons to not do it. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. And like, my mom was like, do you want, I was like, no, <laughs> she's like, you sure? I'm like, yes, I think I'm happy. Person, I probably would have said hell no too. I don't I know. Just, just, no, I don't I feel like, like spirit type shit like that. For some reason, it, don't, I feel it just like offends me enough pressure at, at that coming of age point that I don't need more pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to have to feel like I need to be a certain size or, um, I have, right, to, the- I have to, I have to appear perfect. There's already enough pressure, right? Now yes. me as an adult, me as a uh, woman in my late thirties, I could have a lot of fun with it. Yes. You want this, you want a little bit of this action here. Like you just don't care anymore. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm doing it. And I think a yeah. lot of the women that are in this particular pageant have either done one or two pageants in their lifetime or never done pageants before. And it's really marketed to those people that are like, what are you doing? Like, we're bringing the beauty, but what's the brains? Like, what is your, what is your purpose? What are you driving? Like, what is, what is the value of this for you? And as a plus size person and someone who's been in a bigger body for most of my life, I never felt like I was able to get on stages like this, or even take the leap to try to get on a stage like this. Like as a young person, if I would have said like, I want to do a pageant, I love my mother, but she might've said something like, I don't know, just to protect me, you know? Right. Yeah, for I think for myself, and I don't want to speak for the other the other pageant queens, but I think a lot of them are doing this to learn about who they are and try something new and push themselves to the next limit and get up and get dressed and look pretty and have an excuse to wear a beautiful dress and make new friends. Like for me, that's what it's all about. It's like how can I get more. you know yeah you're letting your little little inner amanda like yeah. hang out and play and actually achieve do the things that you wanted to do when you were younger so 100%. you know the fact that we are allowing ourselves in our 30s now to be this child that we wanted to be that we couldn't be because society said we couldn't be mm-hmm. it's like a fun time and i think yeah. that you're going to have like so much fun meeting all these women who are also living out whatever, you know, childhood thing in some way, shape or form. Right. Cause I think at this point we all do this for a reason. There's a purpose behind it. I've always wanted to be a pretty, pretty princess. Like, yeah. And I always felt like I, you know, I, as the bigger friend or as the biggest friend in the friend group, I've kind of got like side saddled with this like off brand part in the game or <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah playing like super mario i never got to be princess peach you know i got to just luigi yeah exactly (laughs) i feel you like you look like (laughs) you could be waluigi and so i'm just like okay i guess like (laughs) let me do that you know so (sighs) like i get to participate in the way that i want to show up which is pretty cool yeah like you get to be yourself you're not being told what to be which is important well and you didn't uh I guess, come clean to your husband about what you were doing in the beginning. It sounds like you were just kind of like, I'm doing this thing. And then, so when you told him about it, I mean, he obviously already finds you attractive and, yeah. and thinks you're great. Right. So what was his reaction? He was like, awesome. He's very, 
Very simple man. Man of little words. <laughs> that's really cool. Simple and supportive. That's what yeah, we love. Like, that sounds awesome. Like, and and when I started telling him what I had to do, he was like, sounds like everything you already do. And I was like, yeah, actually. But now I have the princess title. Exactly. Now I have like a validation. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, you know, after we started talking about it a little bit more, he was like, it seems like, like you were saying, like, Sarah, you said it earlier, like things are just kind of lining up, like just seems like the right opportunity at the right time with the right amount of experience. But it the was right the only thing that was easy for you the at the time. I could accomplish in that moment. <laughs> I was like, this is right. And I have a lot of moments like that. Like I'll spiral and I'll start applying for acting roles and modeling gigs and look at houses and Oh, you lose your noodle. You got to just, yeah, all over. I'm just like, what else is out there? What else is, you know, and this is hey, break free. That was one of those things, but it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to test you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to do this? Hi girl. We got all you. Right. Hang out a second. <laughs> Even try a little hard. So let's, let's hook it up real quick. See what yeah, you do. Yeah. And then you well, just and freeze. I, love... <laughs> I, did. I also love though. I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to sell yourself short because you also are very committed at the same time because, um, everything that I read about the revamp is also an amazing message. And it's a, it's a parallel message to what you're doing with, um, Miss Voluptuous. And so, although you're making it sound like you're, you know, trying all these new things and like, you know, didn't know what to do with your life. It's like, it still seems very aligned in that you're very committed. So I don't want, I mean, I guess I want, um, the listeners to take away that, like, you are a businesswoman, you know, you've, you do have a mission and you clearly have a vision. And so (laughs) thank you for putting that into perspective for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, not everybody, like you were saying, finishes the application. Not everybody takes the step to do a business. And then on top of that, a business that gives back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that is, that is my, that is my strength that I can find, like I'll throw stuff at the wall and if it sticks, I'm going to make a mural of it. You know, like if like I'll throw as many ideas out there as possible and then just see what happens. I'm not afraid to take the risk. I'm not afraid to try something new. And that's what happened with the revamp. So the revamp is a quarterly clothing swap. While I was in Texas, it was a quarterly clothing swap. I'm still trying to get my bearings now that I'm back in Michigan, but we hosted quarterly clothing swaps. We had brand ambassadors. Uh, People would come bring all of their clothing. Like basically you clean out your closet and you get to share it with everybody that also cleaned up their closet. And we got to up to about 250 people coming. Holy shit. It was amazing. So wait, how does this, what are the logistics of this? Is it like you set up booths? Like a, so basic. So if you've been to Plato's closet or like a place, oh, yeah. clothing, mm-hmm. and then they resell uh-huh. it for you, it's uh-huh. got a similar energy. So what I would do, so our brand ambassadors were our models, but also our volunteers. So we worked up a really juicy trade agreement with our brand ambassadors. Um, so what they would do is we would have like a drop-off station, a sorting station and a station where they would just go out. So we were basically building like a pop-up flea market type of energy 
not, no individual person had a booth. It was basically you drop off all your clothes. We sort them, we put them out and you get to take whatever you find. I say, what you find people would shop swap all day long. They would fill up their vans, go home, come back with it, cleared out and do it all again. And it was so changes all day long. Yeah. So you, so in order to participate, you actually have to bring stuff in. Do you have a limit of how little people can bring in? It's just as much as you want, little as you want. You want as little as you want. It's $10 fee. If you bring donations, $20 fee, if you don't just to help us get the business, you know, so yeah, we, for sure. We break even, you know, but Cover costs and yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. And but, so then yeah. people just are cool with each other and they go and they casually like, Oh, I'll, you know, buy it's this great. and take this. And no. So picture this. Okay. Picture there's right. no buying. It's just there's exchanging. No Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I meant swapping. Yeah. No, it's a very, picturing it. it's not an easy concept to understand until you go. And a lot right. of people, didn't understand it at first, but after they go, they're like, Oh, I get it. I'm coming next time. When is it? So basically you clear out your closet. You come to the swap with a big old bag of clothes, maybe a couple, maybe a van full, however much you want. You come, you greet our greeter. They mark your hand. If you brought stuff and you just drop off your clothes and then you get to go into this space that's filled with tables with mountains of clothes and you you just shop whatever you want. So you're not tied to your clothes. Your clothes don't go back with you at the end of the day. You can take as much as you want, even if you dropped off one article of clothing. Yep. People are not getting how awesome this is. I don't think. And then then everything that's left over, we donate to local community that people that need it. So this past, that's so cool. We donated 1600 pounds of clothing to homeless people in Detroit. We worked with Dustin for greatness. Um, her name is Shadora. She's the one that runs that particular nonprofit. And she works directly with the community. Like she'll go yeah. to a space and it's not going through a thrift store. They're not charging. Good. Fees. They're not making a profit off of this huge amount of donations that we're giving. And that was like the key for me. Cause the first time we did it, there was only 10 people that showed up, but we still had like three bags of clothing that nobody took. There's mm-hmm. always going to be something left over. Right. So I'm like, let's team up with the nonprofit because I was dropping it off at a Goodwill or Salvation. I don't, no, I don't care for them. them. I don't care for them. You know, they do a good job, but I don't care for them. Yeah, I don't want like my hard work, the hard work of the other people that are volunteering, and the hard work of the people that are there to just go to make a profit. Like that's not the point, right? So for me, I was just, I'm just a huge thrifter. I love thrifting. I love shopping, and I amass a mass amount of clothing very quickly. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, 99 cent days, like, five <laughs> like it's my, my therapy is to go thrifting and, and then take photos in those thrifted looks and style them. So that's kind of like the modeling side of it. But I hated the thrift stores in Texas. They were like for the plus size side, there was nothing but like moo's and big t-shirts. And like, it was just no of- style. They didn't have no style. Yeah. Here. Well, is it, is it because they're being forced into like that, that one, cause they're maybe behind the times a little bit. I don't know the reasoning, but I needed to find a solution quickly. And that was my solution. I was like, I don't know. Any- like, if you take my thrifting away, that's my therapy. Exactly. Bad's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> I had to make my own, you know, I had to make Heads my will own. roll people. <laughs> 
I just, I couldn't do it. Like in the targets wasn't as good. And like the thrifting was just not, you know, so there was a, a, a big hole in my life. And there was a very obvious hole in the community. I'm like, there's nowhere for plus size people to thrift. There's, I don't have any friends cause I was working remote and I didn't know anyone and I wasn't working for a Texas based company and I wasn't in school. So I'm like, can't just keep bugging these baristas. Like they're <laughs> getting annoyed of me. <laughs> Do you want to be my friend 14 <laughs> coffees later? Listen, I've been looking you dead in the eye for weeks because I need a friend. Would you like to be my friend? <laughs> they weren't having it. They were like, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, bitch, we work at a coffee shop. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I just, that was my solution. My solution was to host a clothing swap, which I encourage everybody to do. Even if I'm not doing it, like just do it with your friends. Like you got that one friend. That you're like, oh yeah. We, we used to do that. So it turned like, I worked with two other women at my previous job and we're roughly the same size, but we had different body shapes. So it was really odd when we figured it out. We all three had the several of the same pairs of pants, which we would wear regularly at the same time, which I thought to be hilarious, but I would bring clothes in because they were a little bit younger than me and they needed professional wear. I would bring in my older professional clothes and be like, take this. And they'd be like, what? Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. And then I would come back and they'd be like, I found this for you. And it'd be like this cute little thing I could wear. It was just so fun to have that kind of like community. Yeah. And that's, it. It, it turns into that, like no matter if, if I'm doing it in a very sterile way, or if I'm doing it very community focused, which is just how my brain works. It doesn't matter what happens. People are becoming friends because it's like, yeah, that was my grandma's dress. Like the, one of the most amazing stories I heard was there was a really well-known model that was in the Texas area that came to the swap and found this dress. And she did this big, huge photo shoot with it. And one of my friends saw this picture with her wearing this dress and she called me and she was like, Oh my God, this amazing model is wearing my great grandmother's dress and she had just passed and it was like this huge deal for her family like they sent her prints of the picture like to the family because the family all found out and they were like oh my god oh I'm gonna cry that's so sweet I know and I'm just like that's like like the material side of it but then the other side of it was we had families coming every quarter and they were it started off as just the mom and then it became the mom and the daughter and then the mom the daughter and the son and then the whole family's there, the dad's there, extended family, and they're buying all of their clothes for school and for work for $10 a quarter, you know? And I'm just like, this is, this is why I do this. Like, it's a lot of work, but it's super duper rewarding to know that like our peers are able to benefit. And also the people that are not even able to access spaces like this also benefit, you know? Yeah. It's a win-win. It's a win-win-win for everybody. I wonder, I wonder if like you could do a like open call the next day and just have people come in and who haven't contributed, like the homeless people or anybody else in that area, the clinics or whoever's around that need clothing, they can come in and shop before you pack it up and donate it. That'd be cool. I love that. It's right. Popped up at a random spot lately this last time we did it actually at my work, I, I managed a co-working space, which we were able to do it there, which was awesome. But in Texas, we were doing them at bars. Mm-hmm. Like our usual, you can't really keep it around. Yeah, now. They're usually like, you gotta be out by six. Like, yeah, go. we got to feed people booze here, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But 
I mean, still, you know, finding the right nonprofit to be the beneficiary is usually top priority. Cause I'm like, as long as this, if, if I can delegate that task to someone who does that every day, it's so much easier for me. Cause I would, I, at the beginning, I was trying to not only be the person that hosted the events and managed all of the people and the team and the marketing and everything like that, but also the person that managed where all these donations go. And that's a full-time that's too job. much. It's a full-time job for a reason. These nonprofits have teams for a reason. Mm-hmm. I just don't got the time. It was, it was a lot. Uh-uh. It's a lot. You know, by the time, by the end of the day of the swap, I need to sleep for like three days. It's a like three month process, you know? I'm like, oh, you know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's definitely a labor of love. And I've seen, and this is why I believe in the platform Party with a Purpose, because we were jam. We, we jam. We get, we drink the drinks, you know, we dance dances. <laughs> We're sharing the clothes. We're, we're having a fashion show. There's gifts, there's prizes, there's all this fun stuff happening. But then also we are all committed to a common mission, which is cool. And a lot of the people in Texas were in the younger range because it was a college town. They're like, I never volunteered in a fun way before. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I never knew that I could do volunteer work that was in my ideal industry. Or I never knew that I could do volunteer work that served someone I know, or, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of these ors or I never have, I never, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, that's how I got most of my education. Like I did get a, a bachelor's degree, but most of my education was me just saying, do you need any help? Can I try this? Like, yeah, that's, I think you know? people are afraid to do that. You know, they're afraid to see if, you know, do you need help? Can I do this? They're, but they're also, I think part of it is like, people don't know how to, um, approach those who are in that demographic and it's very hard for them to relate. So they choose not to completely, or yeah. like they don't know how to do it. They like eggshells around it. It's like, listen, these people are in a bad way. And yeah, some of them did it to themselves, but that doesn't matter. They need help. They need somebody to talk to. They need things to help them survive and live. And like, stop being so worried about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like thinking about it. A lot of the times, like how I got any of the volunteer, I mean, I'm a huge volunteer advocate, like all of the things that I ever wanted to learn, I volunteered to do. I was like, Hey, person doing X, Y, Z thing that I look up to, like, do you need free, do you need free services? Cause I'll have, I am trying to be proactive and help myself. (laughs) No. And it's like, if you're, if you're thinking about doing it, just send the DM. Right. Honestly, it's like the internship, just just fucking ask. If you don't ask, you'll never know. I believe that volunteering is more impactful than internships. And I think the reason why I think that is because the internship is very like, it's very modular. It's modular. Yeah. And they're like, it's like, I'm giving you a credit for this work. It's very like much like this. And they're like, they'll leave you in this tiny little bubble. And I've, I've done so many internships where I didn't learn a thing. Cause they wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't engage me outside, uh, outside of the project that I was doing. Yeah. That's I'm too bad. Executive director of media company. I'm looking up to you guys. Like, do you, do you need any volunteer work on this shoot? Like, I'll help you with this. Like, just tell me what to do. And they would just throw me in the ring, you know, way faster than they ever would an intern. Mm-hmm. Cause they have a different perception of who I am versus, you know, when you're, yeah, you're, yeah. I think volunteer work is definitely much more fulfilling, but you can even 
fit yourself in the gray area of saying you want a job shadow. And then while you're there, you're like, what can I help with? What do you yep. know? Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I think that there, some people are maybe just not as exposed to what volunteering means. Like it, it, in a lot of cases, it probably equates to like a soup kitchen, you know, <laughs> handing out yeah. on Thanksgiving. They're Hair not nuts and aprons and stuff. Yeah, like that. it's not yeah. at, or, or picking up garbage or whatever. Um, if you're younger and you really haven't had a lot of experience, um, I, you probably just have like a little bit of a closed minded view of what volunteer yeah. means. A thousand percent. And that was what I was facing head on. And I was like, you want to go into the fashion industry. We are hosting clothing swaps volunteer to style my photo shoots for me, you know, Mm -hmm. volunteer to do behind the scenes footage for me, volunteer to do the thing that you want to do in real life, in real life, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to do, you don't, you can absolutely serve soup and you can absolutely clean up the highway if that's what drives you, but that's not the limitation. To you know, I almost feel like people are afraid to ask because they, or maybe they just don't know they can ask anymore. I think that's the other side is that you go into these places. And I think, um, before ambition was admired and now ambition is almost like you need to calm the fuck down sometimes. Yeah. And I think that makes it scarier for people to do that, put themselves out there and yeah. volunteer themselves to do weird things that nobody asked them to volunteer for. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, can I take out your trash for a week? <laughs> you never know. But I think to the point of platform, it's like, my thought is if there's not someone that you can go to, to ask a volunteer for throw the party that you want and just add a service element to it. Like, Oh yeah. You get a ticket. If you bring in canned goods or donate right. X, Y, Z. Oh, you get 10% off your beer. If you bring sanitary products, you know, if you just throw in a, it's so easy to add a service element. A hundred percent. That like, if everybody did it, <laughs> you know what I'm we saying? We would be a nicer group of people. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm trying to advocate for. Like, it's so mm-hmm. much, so simple to just say, bring clean diapers with you. Next time you go grocery shopping, get a pair of diapers, you know, get a thing of diapers or get some pads or some tampons or toilet paper or, you know, yeah. just when yeah, I like- was, um, when I was working at, in a corporate headquarters office, um, the department that I worked in there, a lot of people traveled very frequently. And so I asked them to collect the toiletries from the hotels because I know they're not using them. And I was like, can you bring them back? And then I just set up little donation bins throughout the suite and then quarterly would drop the donations off at, um, grace centers of hope because they, they bring in women and families. And so I was like, it's so easy and you really don't have to do anything. Just take the stuff from the bathroom. Like you probably would anyway and never use, but give it to me instead. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you could just, you could say like, oh, I'm throwing a rager. You can come, but you have to bring soap. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to donate that soap after the party, you know, right. like you get free beer with it. Like, great. (laughs) It really is so simple, but, but I don't think people think about it. Like they're so in the logistics of hosting an event or a party or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of easy ways to also though, make your heart full. Like as much as you're doing things for other people, it still is a selfish element of that. You feel really good. Yeah. And that's like, I always say you have to be selfish first to be selfless. 
So yeah, that's fair. Your yeah. reasoning to do service is so that you feel good. You're still benefiting multiple people, you know, mm-hmm. not a bad reason to do good, you know, no, there is a bad reason to do good for people. I feel like, I feel like people who get that like rush of happiness and joy and like feeling whole and purposeful people who get that from helping others are like superhumans because all of a sudden you're like, you're doing something that you love that actually benefit others benefit from. And you're like this machine of good that just keeps moving through society, helping others as you go along. That's cool shit. <laughs> that. that could be a muscle that you train, you know, like you were talking about the inner child for my yeah. doll. Girl, get it. Because they have the 20 year anniversary Bratz dolls, but she's on display in my bedroom. And I'm like, I want another one. But if I buy her an opener, it's just going to be like a waste of toys for somebody that could actually want it. So I'm like, if I start to buy more toys, I'm just going to donate them afterwards. Buy yourself the toys. <laughs> buy myself the toy. Enjoy buy the them. Toy, yes. And then donate them. <laughs> Allow yourself to have the toys. I was watching, yeah. I, I don't remember what it was anymore, what platform, but. There's a woman and she's like in her late twenties, early thirties. And she's like, my birthday is this. And I just did this. And she Mm -hmm. bought herself this little toy that has, um, you know, it's a cauldron and it's got bubbling water in it. You know what I'm talking about? One. Yep. Yep. And she went through the whole thing. Like she was working, she was doing it with a child, but it was just herself. She's like, what is, I am so happy. Right. She was like the most excited human on the planet. And then like the joy that she had after the whole thing worked and she got a little stuffed animal out of, out of it. I'm like, why don't we allow adults to enjoy kid toys? Like this isn't just, we should all do this all the time. A thousand percent. I do not regret buying that Bratz doll. I also bought no. it and like, you know, I'm just like the kids toys are so cool nowadays. I don't know. Honestly. Why not? We got hosed. <laughs> We got hosed. <laughs> than I thought they would be. I was like, I thought these were millions of dollars. Like, but it was $14. I was like, oh. Like, I know. You know. I never was, we never got like. That's as much got- as a nice craft cocktail. So <laughs> if it's going to give you way more enjoyment than the 10 minutes that it would to drink that cocktail, I think that you've, you've made yeah. it worth it. You really have. <laughs> do it. It's worth it. <laughs> I mean, this entire discussion feels like an ad girl for you. Um, but I don't, maybe there's something else, um, that you can dig out, but ad girls are the section of the show where we are patting ourselves on the back for something good that we did or something good that happened. We just like to end on a positive note. And, you know, my ad girl is actually kind of, funny because um we've been talking about like clothing exchange and Plato's closet and things and I actually just went through my <laughs> closets and I split my things up in between donate sell trash and um I took my stuff to uh Plato's closet and I guess like there were more like juniors yeah. or younger girls so I didn't have a ton of items that um fit in their age bracket but then this girl who worked there she was like you have a lot of really nice pieces um but they're just like more professional and so she told me about a place called style encore in utica it's like over by lakeside mall and i hate driving to the east side 
Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate the traffic. I absolutely hate Hall Road. For everybody listening who doesn't know, the east side is literally just on the other side of 75. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like well, far, far east side shit. It's just, well, it's just the area I'm over. talking about is a half an hour away from me. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> but well, no, I'm you're clarifying for the people. So I'm clarifying an addition um, that if you're looking at Michigan and you're looking at Detroit, you're you're on the, the Canada border side. <laughs> That's the east side over there. Yeah. Um, and so I I scheduled my appointment. I drove my ass out there. They actually only bought like two of the things, which I was so surprised based on what I saw, like looking around. Um, so I still have a bin of stuff that I have to decide what I'm going to do with. Um, but similarly, I make sure that when I donate, I donate to, um, a place that is going to like help women either like get employed or, um, give them the experience of shopping, but not actually paying for anything. Um, and try to make it an experience that allows them to also like have their individual individuality and all that. And like, not that they're just given like, here's your donation piece. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah. So, and then they're like walking around in something three sizes too big or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I too, am very cautious about all that stuff, but yeah. So my a girl is like, I actually drove over there, tried to do the best that I could. And then now I have these pieces that I have to investigate of where I'm going to put them for donation yeah. purposes. Bad girl. Real proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. I couldn't believe how much stuff I had though. I mean, if you do a, a clothing exchange or you do your swap or whatever, contact me because Lord knows I probably won't have done anything with it. <laughs> have you heard of regeneration? I have, you know, they had me, I have an appointment um, for next week. They regeneration, they were booked for two weeks. I know, I know they're booked all the way out. Which is wild, but they also buy stuff. I'm trying to think of who else. I buys know stuff. I did. I went there first, and I was like, "Well, oh, oh, really? shit!" You're yeah. like, I'm on the books. Yeah, I'm on the books. What is that, that's so like funny? Sister organization to Plato's Closet. It's like for adult women. I can't. That was the style encore place, but I'm sure there's other ones. I think there are, but um. Well, it doesn't really yeah. like, it doesn't matter to me, I guess, if I end up making money off of it or not. I just yeah. was like, I knew this stuff was good enough to sell versus just dump in a mm-hmm. bin. For sure. Right. And get a tag stapled to it. Yeah. <laughs> price. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my Atta girl is I have been steady on my laundry. Yeah. There's that. How do you like me now? <laughs> I've been steadily doing my laundry, which is good because I've created a new habit (laughs) where I do the laundry and then I get it to a point where it's in the basket and I take the basket to my room and I fold it in my room and I put everything away immediately. Love it. So I'm like still on this kick and I'm really proud of myself because usually these things don't stick. (laughs) After a while, these routines go away. (laughs) Uh, Out of your Thank you. (laughs) Stability. (laughs) 
<laughs> new year, new you. No. <laughs> new year, new laundry routine. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Amanda, besides uh-huh. this entire episode, do you have yeah. any, an additional add a girl? I mean, not that you need one. Like, aside from coming out of retrograde, an yeah. actual better person. Yeah. <laughs> like, a more accomplished, better person somehow. Like, congratulations. I feel like, I feel like if I had to do an Anna girl, aside from the pageant, aside of, from coming out of retrograde, plus, plus, um, I worked with my coach today and I told her that I was struggling with management and it was, a, it was hard for me to tell her that I was struggling Mm-hmm. So like mask it. But today I was like, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time with this. And so that was a really big deal for me because I'm usually just everything's great. Everything's fine. I'm perfect. I was gonna say, are you the control freak that has to do everything in the in the meeting? Like you're on top of everything all the time and you like you don't enjoy yourself I'm and then you really realize you're like trying not to be that. Yeah. I'm actively working to be like not that. Anymore. Good for you. That's, that's a hard thing to coach about. And I'm just like. I don't want to take on all the responsibility. I don't want to be the one in charge, but I always find myself in that way. So I'm working really hard to do it. And today I was like, I'm struggling. And a girl. <laughs> Listen, admitting it. Yeah. Admitting she's like, she's showing head. us like jazz hands of like, <laughs> I'm working through this. <laughs> process. Really try not to. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, hey, I do. <laughs> Yeah, that whole clasping the air thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that movie where they ripped something out of somebody's hand? Of course, there's a ton of movies right now, but I'm thinking of a specific scene. I think it's it's Ghost when Whoopi has to donate the check. She gives them the check, and then she hangs on to the check, and they're trying to rip it out of her hand, and finally she's like, <laughs> she lets it go. Have a blessed day. <laughs> That's you, and then yeah. you need help. Yeah. So. I told her today and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that was a really big deal for me. <laughs> Add a girl. What kind yeah. of coach are you working with? So I'm working Life. with a coach. Leadership oh, coach? I work with, uh, I'm working with a leadership coach right now, oh. but I work with life coaches, spiritual coaches, you know, the gambit. I'm yeah, all of them. Coach side. I think I would like to play the therapy side a little bit too, but you know, right now we'll I'm get there. coaches. So it's going really good. One, one step at a time. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. One step at a time. Well, so Amanda, where can everybody find you revamp the pageant? If they're interested in, in that environment and becoming uh, somebody who wants to apply. Yeah, totally. You can find me on Instagram at Amanda sweet one Oh six. That's A M A N D A S W E E T one zero six. On my Instagram, you'll be able to find all of the pageant info, the revamp info, all of that good stuff. So that's probably a, the the best, the greatest place to go is Instagram, Amanda Sweet 106. Hey. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. And we have a closed group on Facebook that's uh, like our little naughty group. So that's the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone. So thank you so much for spending this last hour with us and spreading your joy and love for the community. And hopefully it rubs off on everybody. And um, 
if you do decide to have an exchange, we have a whole community of women that we can reach out to who mm-hmm. I'm sure would be willing to participate. I know they would be. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This is so much fun. So, so Thank fun. you. Thank Home you. Out.